Hello, listeners. Welcome to Freelance Friday with Vic Casey, the podcast all about freelancing through the experience and opinions of freelancers. Today on the show, got my friend Kristen Colley, yet another friend from Weld. Probably tired of hearing me talk about it at this point, but I don't give a shit because it's my podcast <laughs> and we talk about what I want, but not really because it's also about y'all and really it's for you all. So anyway, thanks for coming on the show, Kristen. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. I've been, uh, I feel like this has been kind of on and off the radar for, I don't know, a year or two kind of. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. I've like recorded a few episodes and then I was like, ah, I'm going to take a break. And then I recorded some more and I was like, ah, I'm kind of over this. But now we're back. I'm excited. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, talk about yourself, okay. tell us your story. Yeah. Um, my name is Kristen Colley, and I live in Dallas, Texas currently. I originally am from San Antonio, Texas, grew up there, went to high school, did all the cool things you do in high school. Not really. That's not true. Um... What were those cool things you think to you? Let me say all the cool things. Uh, nothing that you would typically expect from high schoolers. I didn't party much in high school, so like I can't. That I was thinking that's what I was referring to, but that was a lie. I, I didn't do that stuff. It's okay. <laughs> Continue. Uh, yeah. Um, high school in San Antonio, and <laughs> went to college at Texas A and M University. Did my four years. Four years in and out. Most people do a victory lap, is what they call it, like five plus years. Uh, but I had to do summer school for that. There's no way I could have done that. And you wouldn't have been able to finish in four years if you hadn't done summer school? If I had not done summer school, okay. there's no way. No way at all. I even took credits in from high school to college. Why? Why? It takes so Spanish long. And things, but I don't know. Um, probably because I wasn't doing like... 12 to 15 hours every semester. Okay. And that's kind of like... Yeah, you kind of have to do that to get through it. At that time, it feels so long ago. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. I'm still very young, but it's, it's been... I mean, a, it was, but it wasn't, you know? Like, it's been a decade. Yeah, so, it's not that long, but it's kind of a long time. But it's kind of long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, uh, I did it in four years, which is great, and um, got a degree in... Uh, Recreation, parks, and tourism sciences. Uh, sometimes I just say parks and rec because people relate that to the TV show. Which and we were just talking about. Yes, we were. I want all the bacon and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Not some. I want all of it. That's me. Um, so, yeah, did that. And uh, it was awesome. I mean, I, I literally got college credit for backpacking and rock climbing classes and like kind of the stuff that people love to do on their own but um you know while my engineering friends were hating their lives and <laughs> uh studying all the time I was like playing like ultimate frisbee and like in between classes and like hanging out with people who probably smoked a little bit too much pot and probably weren't very motivated in life <laughs> but you know like it's all relative I guess like Engineers were very successful later in life. Yeah. I was just enjoying life immediately. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, uh, that was really fun. And then I, I, I took that, my degree, and got into summer camping. So like being a counselor at a summer camp uh, for my internship, actually, between my junior and senior year. 
and then uh, got asked to come back and then asked to stay on full time that summer after I graduated college. And I was like, I, I got nothing else going for me. So I got no other options. So I'm going to, I'm going to do the summer camp thing. So, um, did that for two years right after college. And that was when I really, truly realized that I loved, uh, photography. Um, cause I bought my first like legit camera, not the point and shoot camera, but the one that you actually like could manually adjust. And you have to like, there's like ISO and aperture and like shutter speed and all these things that like you actually have control over this time. Um, and so I got that when I was at summer camp and just went crazy and took pictures of like everything, like all the activities that we did, all the people that were on camp, um, night events, like people were riding horses. I was taking photos of them. If they were shooting paintball guns, I was taking photos of them, like really fun stuff. Um, and it was actually like a kind of a playground of a place to, to be able to shoot photos at. Because if they were terrible, then I just kept them to myself. But if they were great, then I, you know, got to post them on social media. <laughs> this is like, this is back in the day when Facebook only allowed you to have like 60 photos in a photo album. Oh my gosh. Do you remember this? Vaguely. <laughs> this is how far back I'm going. Um, so I would post all these photos of like the summer camp staff and just like post them and tag them. And I wrote comments on all of them. I was, I was really into Facebook back then. Um, I haven't posted in a Facebook album in like at least 10 years. Yeah, eight, I used to years. post some stuff on Facebook on like photo albums and I don't really anymore. Not I haven't done that in so it. long. It might not be a bad idea because I've got like a couple thousand friends. Yeah. And if I posted my work, like maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe I should start sharing my, my personal work, my, my business work on my personal Facebook. Yeah. That's not anyway. a bad idea. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, did that for a couple years and um, loved the summer camp life and then felt like a total workhorse all the time. And I mean, it was like long days and countless hours. And <laughs> when you really start to do the numbers on what you're getting paid at summer camp, like a salary and the amount of time you're like giving to that, um, it's like pennies. So <laughs> pennies to the hour. <laughs> so, uh, kind of sobered up about that. And then I was like, all right, I'm done with this. Like, I want to go do something more adventurous. I'm going to go do something way more fun. Uh, and I'm going to stay in line with my college degree, right? Like parks and recreation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a place that offers more opportunity with that. So I moved to Colorado and I ended up at a desk job. <laughs> of all the things I was like, I do not want to have a desk job. That's what I ended up with. Um, but it was, uh, it, it, it worked out really well in the end. It was really great to be, um, in Colorado. I ended up in Colorado Springs. Um, I preferred to, if, if I could have done it my way, I was trying to get a job at like a ski resort. Um, but I moved there in January, which is like the end of the season yeah. or at least halfway, like halfway through the season through, yeah, 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 yeah. where you're just like, they have definitely hired their staff for this snow season. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, they're, they're <laughs> half, they're in the trenches right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of missed the boat on that. Um, didn't time that very well. So, um, ended up, I mean, I didn't know anybody when I moved to Colorado and I didn't have a job either. So I kind of, I mean, I literally packed everything I had in my car. I was 24 and just drove West. And I was like, <laughs> like a prayer, you know, just like crossing my fingers, like, 
like while I was driving out there, I had these like very high and low moments emotionally where I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like I'm just living my dream and this is going to be great. I just, I just want to live in Colorado so bad. And then like an hour later, <laughs> an hour later, I'd be like, what did I do? <laughs> the bottom's falling out and yeah. you just feel like sinking, empty feeling. It's super deep. Yeah. Sinking feeling where I was like, you know, my parents are calling me and they're like, are you okay? Like, where are you at? You know, what's going on? That kind of thing. And they're just like, why don't you just come back and live with us? And it'll be fine, you know? And I was, um, I think I was just really, really determined to try and like make my own path and just like prove that I could do something on my own, I guess. I don't know. It was, it was an interesting time. I was young, you know, young twenties, mid twenties. Um, but I actually, um, lived with an aunt and uncle for a couple months. They let me stay with them. And I just searched for jobs and I, for like six months, got nothing. Wow. And it was like watching the bank account drain, you know, like yeah, yeah. the money that I'd saved up. And I was just like, oh man, this is a terrible idea. Why did I do this? And then um, eventually met someone who hooked me up with a roommate. And then through that girl, I ended up going on like a random ski trip with a group of her friends. And um, mind you, I had no money, so I did not ski. I just went and like <laughs> slept in like the Airbnb that they all, you know, I was like, I'll see y'all when you get back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, go have fun. Live the dream that I wish I was oh, living right now. It's such nice weather. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, remind yourself that you're in Colorado right now. Like, this is good. This is still good, you know. Um, and ended up meeting a girl who was like, hey, we're looking for an admin, you know, at the job that I have right now, like, you know, do you think that would be something you're interested in? And I was like, borderline broke at this point. And I was like, yes, yes, this would be great. Let's do this. Um, you said a so, job? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, right. Um, so for like $11 an hour, I was like, I'm on board. This is good. This is good. And then um, definitely knew the first day that I started that job that I was like, this is not what I want to do forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what I want to be doing yet in life, but I definitely know it's not this. So um, ended up spending almost three years at that job. Wow. Um, which. And you knew from day one. I knew from day one. Yeah. It's, so okay. it's, it's kind of hard because it's, um, I would say in my 20s, I definitely was not very good at listening to myself. Like those like intuitive moments that you yeah. have, where you're just like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. Or I want to be doing something else or, you know, um, I would kind of push those feelings or those thoughts to the side and just be like, okay, well, that's not logical or that's not, you know, I need money. I need a job, you know, that kind of th stuff. And so at first I kind of went into it like, okay, I'm just doing this to pay off my bills and like get out of debt, you know? And then it turned into, well, now I, I don't know what else I would do. You know, like I don't have any other options and I wasn't really good at searching for other jobs. And, and then I made good friends with the people that I was working with, which I tend to do. I, I tend to end it actually end up being Makes like sense. You're pretty, really close with the people personable. I work with. Um, but I uh, eventually, <laughs> after making employee of the year, quit like six weeks later. <laughs> I did it and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, like I made it and I'm out. Um, and uh, ended up getting uh, recruited for a different job with someone else that I used to work with at that at my first job in Colorado. And uh, started that. It was, I went from like a marketing company that really functioned more like a nonprofit to a oil and gas job with a small company. Like it was like privately owned. It was, there were three employees and 
they were based out of Dallas of all places, but then they were, I was working remotely in Colorado. So I got to work from home, which was really cool. Um, but in throughout Colorado, throughout my time there, I still had, you know, that camera I bought at my summer camp and I still was like playing with it and taking it on trips and things like that with friends when I'd go camping or whatever. Um, and, and slowly like people found out that I enjoyed photography. And so then like, they would kind of ask me like, Hey, could you take our family photos or our engagements or whatever, things like that. Um, and so as I'm like working in Colorado, hoping to have a really outdoorsy job, cause I thought that was the direction I wanted to go. I'm also simultaneously realizing that I really love photography, but I'm not like totally sure how to pursue it and like what to do with it. And so I'm just like <laughs> giving photos away for free almost, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to, 50 bucks. You want to just give me $50? Like, you know, I'll take your family photos for three hours. And yeah. <laughs> like, no big deal. And then I'll do like eight hours of editing photo work at the, you know, afterwards. Um, you just start no to sense. get paid to do what you love. Yeah, like, yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm just doing this for something. fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I remember feeling that like someone at the, uh, at the office I worked at was like, could you take our family photos? And I was like, floored that they would ask me to do that and I was like so so thankful and I just remember feeling very like grateful and then I did a terrible job <laughs> like I, <laughs> I haven't looked at those in years and I'm I were you nervous not oh I was so nervous and I went out and bought all this equipment it was so bad <laughs> like I bought it with a credit card like knew stuff I didn't, you didn't know how to use yes, probably yes. like have- I bought a tripod I drove all the way up to Denver bought a tripod that I'd never heard of from a company. It was Manfrotto, but which is, you know, yeah, legit. it's good stuff. It's good. Yeah. Um, also you're going to pay for it. Yes. Yeah. It was like my $300. Tri- yeah, like my or first something. tripod was like 200 and the head was 150. Yes. It was like yes. three or $400. Right. The head is, is, is separate. You're well, right. I got and a, I and I got a big, big old fluid, like video head in that oh, alone. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So I spent a pretty penny. They paid yeah. me like 50 bucks. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I did not make that money back. And then it probably took me like another year or two just like accumulating other things along the way for photography equipment, like to pay that off, you know, later. So, um, but it was one of the first times I remember being like so excited and so grateful and just so like, yeah, I'm in this. I'm, I'm going to do it, you know? Um, and then, uh, yeah, eventually got laid off at that oil and gas job because the industry tanked and they were like, mm, hey, it's been great knowing you, but like, peace out, you know, we're <laughs> uh, we got to like, you know, save our business here. Um, and so I ended up because I was so I loved living in Colorado and I didn't want to leave, but I didn't I didn't know anybody really who did photography and I had no um, good connections to any, anybody who would mentor me or anything. Right. And I'd like sent some emails out. Like I tried to reach out to people and like just got nothing back from people. Um, and I couldn't tell if that was because they thought that I wanted to like learn their craft. So then I could like become their competitor or if they just were so busy that they didn't know how to like take on an intern or I don't know what, but I mean, I got no feedback from like no response at all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There was like maybe one lady who did respond to me and she was just like, this is great. I, you know, like it sounds really cool, but like, I'll just help answer your questions, you know? And I was yeah. like, okay, well that's great. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to ask you. I mean, like what editing program should I have? What, you know, <laughs> how much should I price things? And I, I mean, I just was like, I have no idea what's going on. Um, so I got laid off at that oil and gas job and I ended up 
applying to Costco because I was just so desperate to keep a job and pay my bills, right? And for another $11 an hour, (laughs) (laughs) I was folding baby clothes in that middle section, you know, when you first walk in and there's all the clothing there. And I was like, I was, it was rough. I mean, I, I did it for probably two months, three months before I quit the job because I, (laughs) I mean, it was so hard not to have like a mental breakdown every day where I was like, I'm a college educated person. And now I want to pursue this dream of photography, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just trying to pay my bills. And I'm, I'm in the middle of Costco folding baby clothes. Like, it just, it was, it was so rough. So um, I would like go home and cry every day. And, um, and uh, it's funny how we laugh at that kind of stuff in hindsight, yes. where it was like the worst, lowest points of our lives. But it here really we was. laugh at it like, oh, that was so funny. It That's really crazy. Was. Yeah. Cause I, I was 29, right? And I was like, what am I doing with my life? Right? I mean, I feel like at 25. How old are you now? Do you mind talking? Do you mind? Say what? So how old are you now? Is I'm that 34. A, okay. I don't mind. Okay. I, I get kind of engaged. Like, where are we, how far are we talking about? Are yeah, we yeah, yeah. You know, it's the, okay. Um, it's five years ago. Yes. Five years. Okay. So, um, I, eventually my sister actually reached out to me and she was like, hey, did you see this thing on Instagram at this place called Weld? And I had heard of Weld because my brother-in-law was roommates with Doug Clambera in college. Interesting. So I actually met Doug when I worked at my summer camp. Okay. So I had met him in like... What summer camp was it? Sky Ranch. Okay. Okay. Cool. I always worked at the one in Oklahoma, though. I never worked at the one in Texas. They have like three of them. Like one in Colorado, Oklahoma, and Texas. I did not know about the one in Colorado until after I'd gotten the job at uh, Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, that's the one I should have worked <laughs> Um, no, but my time in Oklahoma was great. I really loved it there. But, um, so I, I had known Doug and I'd kind of followed him on Instagram and I'd seen the weld post that he made about, you know, all of that. And I just thought, oh, that's a really cool place. Like I would freaking love to be in a co-working space, like a community of photographers and artists who just like are all in it kind of at the same level or just like starting out, or maybe some of them are a little bit ahead of the game, but like farther along in their journey, but man, just like to be mentored or just to like get my foot in the door, just to be around those people. Like I don't even have to like carry their equipment. I want to carry their equipment. I just want to do whatever I can to get in the door with them, you know? And my sister's like, just apply to the internship. And I was like, at first I was like, I'm too old for an internship. (laughs) Like I'm 29. I'm about to be 30. And she was like, just do it and see what happens. Like the worst you can get is no. And then you just like, you know, we'll figure something else out. And so I applied and I got hired. And Elisa, who you've had on the podcast, yeah, hired Elisa me. Elisa Fisher. Um, and so I was like, oh my God, this is happening. I, and at first I was like, I don't even want to apply to this thing because that means I might have to move away from Colorado. And I was like, I love Colorado too much. Like, surely I can find some opportunities in Denver. But it was just like, I, I knew nobody in Denver. I knew I had no one to go to. So it just would have been like completely from square one right and when I found out about the internship and then I got it I was like holy crap like it was like a feeling of excitement right because I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna have I'm gonna be able to get in with these people like I'm gonna get to know these people and finally like might get my foot in the door with photography and I'm just I, I might get exposed to all these different kinds of photography that I've never even I don't even know I don't even know what kind of photography I could want to get into yet like I just am so excited about trying and and then at the same time, I was like, oh, but I have to leave Colorado. And Colorado for me was like, 
I'd spent almost five years there and it was a very, a super formative time, I guess, for me. Like I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about friendships and relationships. And it was like, I, I made some of the best friends I'd ever made in my life in Colorado. And I still keep in touch with those people. Like I still have really close relationships with them. And it was sad uh, for me because I was like, I'm going to have to give this up to pursue photography. Like, cause I don't know what else I would, I, I don't know how you else had, to like, tried work. to do it where you were. I hadn't really tried it in Colorado. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I, but I you had, had, you had kind of like, yeah, at I least mean, pushed there that was, path a little bit. Yeah. There were some people that I had started, like that had started getting to know me a little bit better and, and figured out that I liked photography. Like I joined a CrossFit gym for like six months and they let me trade photos for a membership, which was really sweet. Shout out to CrossFit bargaining, <laughs> yeah. bartering. I've done the same. I did the same thing. Yeah. When I first started I'm not out. in CrossFit anymore. I'm actually, I'll, well, I can tell you more about that later, but, um, it's close. Yeah. It's very close. It's uh, yeah, but definitely not in the franchise for sure. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was starting to like get my name out there a little bit more. Some more people started to get to know, you know, like, oh, there's the, there's the camera girl, you know, like there's the crazy picture lady, whatever, you know, showing <laughs> up at the gym again, taking her photo. And I felt like I was starting to gain some ground, but it was like not enough to where I felt confident being like, I'm going to go full force into this thing. And I'm, you know, like I want to start a business. And like, it was just like taking one family photo, like once a month, once every two or three months kind of thing, you know? And it's like, that's not sustainable yet, you know? But, um, so I got the internship and packed everything in my car again and drove back to Texas, um, bringing it full circle, you know, coming back to my home state. And, uh, and I was super apprehensive. Like, I was so excited about the opportunity of the internship, but I really, really did not want to live in Texas again. Um, which is kind of a terrible thing to say being those summers though. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes. First of all. Yeah. Once you experience a Colorado summer, you, you're, you're like, holy shit, it's yes. not hot as hell yes. everywhere like this. I, I can, more, I can enjoy the summer and not sweat my ass yes. off. What? If more people from Texas understood what a Colorado summer felt like, I guarantee more people would move to that state. <laughs> <No. laughs> they would be gone and they'd never come back. Um, but the, you know, the winters can be a little, a little rough, you know? Um, depending that's February. You just go back south for the winter. Yeah, that's true. Winter birds. I think yeah, that's what something it's called. like that. Yeah. yeah. Migrate. Um, so I, I moved down here. I moved back uh, to Texas. I moved to Dallas. I'd I'd been to Dallas before multiple times, but never lived here. And going from a state like Colorado, where even though Colorado Springs is a very conservative section of Colorado compared to like Boulder or Denver. Um, it still very much has the cultural mindset of like what you do in life is like where you get fulfilled. So like, are you, are you a mountain biker? Are you a hiker? Are you a mountain climber? Like, I, you know, what is it that you do with your life that fulfills you? And in Dallas, <laughs> shifting gears coming here, it was like, oh, what kind of car do you drive? And how much stuff do you have? Or like, how nice is the house that you're in? Or, you know, the apartment that you live at and all that kind of stuff. And so it was just like a huge shift of values that really? was like- That's interesting to hear. That was really hard. You know, like in Texas, it's like, what college did you go to? 
you know, people have stickers on their cars that yeah. are all about like yeah. the college that they went to and in, in Colorado, oh, it's, it's all, all about, about like the cause that you're for. What you've climbed, yeah. how far you've run, Coexist, whatever. Like all, yeah, yeah, like yeah, all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, I mean, even in the short five years that I lived in Colorado, like it, it's interesting how much I felt like in my mind, you know, things were shifting and I was like, really love this state. I love like how laid back they are. Like, <laughs> How do you think that compared? So if you notice the difference between... Dallas and Colorado Springs like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's San Antonio like compared to the, like... Ooh. So if I have to, like, compare all this... I, I feel like I compare all the cities in Texas. So let's say Dallas is most like Denver to me. Austin is like Boulder. Houston... Houston's its own little... Uh, maybe size-wise, it's closest to a Denver kind of Houston's setting. just... <laughs> that's that's out there you know like it's it's just because it's like so close to the coast and it's oil and you know so like it's maybe Houston. maybe yeah it's it's know. different <laughs> it's just different but um san antonio i would say is closest to colorado springs it's very military focused like it's a, a heavy um there's a lot of military bases in colorado springs um and it seems like the city itself is it's so much smaller than denver and San Antonio, to me, feels like a city that um, it just moves at a slower pace. Yeah. It's rapidly growing space-wise, like <coughs> land-wise. It definitely is, <coughs> is, you know, up there as far as like it can hold its own. But I, it just feels like you kind of go back in time a little bit. To me, when I go back to San Antonio, it's Remember always the just, Alamo. Yes. <laughs> Viva la Alamo. Um, and uh, Colorado Springs... It feels the same way to some extent. Like it just feels like, I'm, and there's one major highway through Colorado Springs, right? And and people drive pretty slow in that town compared to Dallas. Oh, the traffic here is the oh, worst. Crazy. It is it's, the worst. Yeah. Um, but yeah, San Antonio seems like a Colorado Springs to me. You know, like a little bit slower pace, yeah. a little bit smaller okay. in some ways. It kind of okay. has like a smaller city feel. Yeah. You know, almost like a small town kind of feel yeah. in some ways. Um, but yeah, so moving here was, um, it was tough. I, it was not the same as, you know, I wasn't as excited, I would say, as I was when moving to Colorado, right? Like you start seeing those mountains in the distance and you're just like, oh my God, I'm moving to the most beautiful place ever. This is so epic. Um, and then I come to Dallas and I'm like, it's all concrete. It's all buildings. It's all man-made. It's like, there's no, it, it's really hard to find. Yeah, it's really hard to find the natural beauty. You got to really search for that stuff, you know? Um, and so I just had to rework my mindset on some of that stuff. And then also realize like my hope and my goal moving to Dallas was to really pursue photography. Like I was really, I was giving up a lot. It felt like to come here and to be single-minded focus on that. Had you taken an interest in photography growing up at all when you were younger or when did that kind of, yeah, you know, that's funny. When did that start? Yeah. I don't, it's funny. I did an eighth grade project for an English class one time and I said I was going to be a photographer and I never never took another class like never did any photography classes in high school or middle school and never thought about it again really like um, which is so weird I, yeah. don't, I don't know how to explain was there that. a time any time before that eighth grade moment whenever you had thought about that or said that or had like any interest in cameras or you ever know if you think back did you do you ever remember noticing them or taking particular yeah, I think I'd always them. found them interesting 
Um, my grandfather, my dad's dad, uh, gave him some old film cameras that he had. And I mean, there's these, they're like these classic looking ones, like really, you know, like where you have to wind, you know, hand wind everything. Uh And so, um, I remember finding those at our house and using them, um, just randomly sometimes for fun, but never like, I never knew how to load film. I never knew, you know, so like I had to get my dad to help me with that stuff when I did that art project or, you know, for my English class. Um, so it's kind of like a, oh, this is really cool. And this is really fun. And then I just, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say I lost interest. It was just, I f- kind of just forgot that it was there. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I would love to say that. It's I've, always just, it's always just interesting to like look back because yeah. some people are like, no, I was 22 and all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is cool. Whereas yeah. like me, since I was like a year old, like I've right. got videotapes when I was a year old and my dad's going, I wish you would stop worrying about the camera and yeah. just go play. And I just wanted <laughs> to play with the camera. Yeah. And it's like, it's that in instruments my yeah. whole life. And I look at where I am now and it's like, what do I do? Yeah. Camera stuff and music stuff. Right. Like it makes sense. Yeah. It's like, and so it's just always almost. interesting to see the different, like yeah. how so many people end up in the same place of like freelance photographer mm-hmm. but their journey to get there starts in so many different so ways different. and just like there's yeah. no like the way yeah i i like i love that and i hate that at the same time right because <laughs> like, there's not like a oh i can follow this thing and it'll work for yes. me it's like shit i have to figure out my own way right exactly and i so want someone especially when i was first starting i so wanted someone to tell me Hey, these are the things uh-huh. you have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the checklist. Here's the <laughs> guidelines. Follow these, right? Because I like growing up. I, it took me a long time to really think that I was even artistic. I mean, I took like an art class in middle school one time and loved it, and I did really well in the class. But then I never took another art class, right? It's like I dabbled in these things, but I never quite stuck with them long enough to figure it out. Um, but it, it's I have learned that I'm really good at um, organization and following the rules on things. Um, and so when it comes to do X, Y, Z, and you will get this result, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Just tell me how, like, tell me where you want this. Tell me how you want this to end up looking and I'll, I'll get you there, you know? Yeah. Um, which is probably why I do pretty well at admin jobs. You know, like I'm able to like figure out, you know, how to data entry on the Excel spreadsheets and like that kind of stuff. and um, just to get the job done, you know, operations and that kind of stuff. And I got good at that enough so that I was like, I guess this is what I'm going to be doing for, you know, kind of the rest of my life or, or I'm just going to slowly climb some kind of ladder. But I definitely always knew I didn't want to be in like the major corporate world. Cause that always felt like, <laughs> like a slow death to me. <laughs> um, no offense to anyone who does I can't that. Really, you know, it's for but, some people, but it's not for everybody. It's sure not right. for me. Right. Like it's just so regimented. Um, like when I worked at Costco, I figured that out because they were like, you get a 15 minute break after every, you know, four, four and a half hours and you have to take it. Like I would get written up if I didn't take my, my break and I always had to clock in, clock out. And then, you know, there's just all these other strict rules. Like if you talk to a customer for too long, you'll get written up. If you like, (laughs) don't look like you're doing your job, basically it's just like, you, you know, and so I was just like, this is like, I feel very claustrophobic right now. Like I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> um, which might have been part of the like artist in me, I guess. Yeah. That was like, Were you homeschooled growing up? No. Okay. Straight uh, public school. Okay. Pretty much the whole way. Part of the reason I ask is because I was homeschooled. Yeah. 
until like high school, more or less. Okay. And I, I basically like I knew what work I needed to do each day, more or less. Yeah. And so, I mean, it would take me two, three, four hours to do it, maybe. And so, sometimes maybe I would play outside in the morning and do my homework oh, cool. in the afternoon, or maybe sometimes do my school or first thing in the morning and then go play outside. Yeah. And so. I look at my life now and it's so similar where I'm like, I don't want to be in yeah. a cubicle slash classroom all day long. Right. Going to my class from eight to three, going to my job from nine to five. I'm like, it's to me. And so it's just interesting to see because there's part of it's because it's interesting to see you did grow up in that like structured education yes. system, but you find yourself not wanting to. Like, yes. it It's been, um, like I said, I wasn't very good at listening to myself and, and knowing, I guess, what I wanted in life. But I also am very much a product of the public school system where it's like, memorize these things and now regurgitate and you'll get the good grade that we expect you to get or that we'll give you yeah. based on these things, you know? It's almost and like you can function on both sides of it. A little bit. Like it, could, little be, bit. it could be particularly advantageous. Some days some it ways. can be. And then other days it's really hard. Well, especially you know? for for freelancing. Yeah. Because you, I feel like it could potentially be a good mix of that like artistic, like kind of like freedom, but also like I need structure and I know I have these admin things and these processes and I know how to develop them and, and put them into place. Right. Yeah. For me, it's just, um, it's I, the part that I struggle with, I think is the creating something out of nothing. So I feel like sometimes if I'm like, if I'm a true artist, I can do that, you know? But then sometimes I'm like, no, I just really need someone to show me. I need someone to show me how to do this, you know, and like actually lay it out for me. And then I like, and then I can follow it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. Um, but yeah, so sometimes I, I think, you know, it can be helpful to, um, to have kind of the organizational side and the, uh, the operational mindset, you know, of being able to like accomplish a goal and know the steps of how to do it. And then other days, um, it can feel very like hindering in some ways, you know, where I'm just like, Oh, let me be free. Like, I just want to like do my thing and like, you know, have no rules. And so, um, I go back and forth sometimes between yeah. the two yeah. and, and loving them and hating them. Um, but, uh, so I got, so bring this full circle. I got the internship moved. I moved here two weeks before my 30th birthday. Right. So I'm like turning 30 and I don't have any friends to like celebrate with here. It's like, okay, I started my internship and I'm not getting paid. And, you know, I'm just like hoping to God this thing works out that like something comes of this, right. That like, it's like one of those things where you're like, I'm investing in the future of this, but I have no idea if this is going to work out. Um, and so it felt really risky and I definitely um, had to be pretty humble in the process. You know, like my family was helping me out and it just, it, it was hard. Like to so many people who are big planners and big like, no, no, you save that money until you've got that fund, you know, and the, you know, it's like yeah. until you got that like safety net in a way then you take the leap, right? Then you do those things. And I just, and it was like, I feel so stuck right now. And I feel like I'm going to lose my mind and I'm 29 and I'm like having this crisis. And I, I just need to do this. I just need to do this now because if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. That was pretty much my mindset. Now is the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
So have to. Yeah. I get yeah, I get that. It was it was uh, a little bit maybe unwise, maybe illogical, but I you know, it it somehow worked out. So you know, I um, I don't remember where I came across this or read this or something, but basically whatever it was was saying that while we like to think that a lot of our major decisions in life are like well thought out and planned, mm-hmm. the truth is the majority of them are very spontaneous, big decisions of like, yeah, I'm going to buy a car today. I'm going to move. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to do this thing. And you're like, oh my gosh. And it's just, yeah. It's, it's interesting to see that it play was out. Fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, from the time I knew I got the internship to the time I moved, it was a month. Wow. So. It's wild. It was wild. It was, it was crazy. So then so, what? Uh, got the internship at Weld and made some good connections. Uh, got a job right towards the end of my internship because it was only supposed to be a semester. So it was the fall of 2015. And uh, internship ended. I got a job working with them. Um, oh, man. This is so terrible. I forgot their name. Um, I got. I did that get in my belly thing. Oh you yeah, could, yeah. You yeah. could search yeah, 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 for Matt. get in my belly yeah, yeah, online yeah, yeah, yeah. and find a video of me eating like a pizza thing. <laughs> um, it was like a waffle pizza thing. It was really not healthy. You at worked all, for them for a while, dude. I, I worked right? for them for like honestly about like four or five months. Okay, yeah. So it, it was not long, but it was pr- pretty quick, and uh, and it was great. I mean, I loved the job. It was really awesome. It was. Um, it was a fun environment. I mean, they were like, they would buy us lunch every day. <laughs> like it was like, they paid me more than I'd ever been paid before at a job. He seemed like they took it was, really good care of their employees. They took very good care of their employees. Like they were a they were a family. Like it was a very tight knit group of people. And goes a long way. I feel like yeah. as far as like building a good team. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because yeah, I I definitely have worked in environments where. I didn't feel taken care of and I definitely felt just unappreciated, you know, and yeah. like that weighs on you and eventually yeah. you start making plans. Right. Cause like, you know, when people switch jobs, it's not always because they really want to leave. Sometimes it's because the opportunities in front of them are, are just better than what they have if they stay, I guess, you know, like, uh-huh. um, you know, and that, I mean, that includes like not paying your employees enough. Like that, I feel like that's a huge one, right? Like, cause you can, at the job I got, uh, the job I had where I made employee of the year and then I left like six weeks later. Um, it wasn't a bad job. It was just, I had hit the point where I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm ready to move on. And there's like, I've hit the ceiling on as far as I can go with this job. And I also just don't want to do admin work for the rest of my life. And it was like when I told them I was ready to leave, they were like, you know, they came back with like, we'll, we'll increase your salary by like $6,000 more a year, right? Like bump your salary. And I was like, now you want to bump my salary? Like now I had, I had to do this to get you to like pay me. <laughs> Shit, I should have done this six months ago. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just felt like, have you guys just been holding back this whole time? Like, I don't understand, you know, why, why you couldn't have done this sooner, you know, like that maybe would have helped, but. I think at that point, my, my mindset, I was already, you know, you already moved on. I was already moved on. Yeah. Yeah, I was already checked out and ready to do something different. So, um, 
so internship at Weld went great. Uh, got my foot in the door with some great people. Got to watch and and just see how people did things, right? Like got to watch photo shoots that I'd never seen before. Got to understand the diversity that people had in their photography, like from models to food to architecture to like, it, it was just crazy. Like there were things that I was like, there's such a thing as a food artist. You have to hire a food artist for your food shoot. I'm so confused by this. What is this, you know, magical job that someone has where they get to play with fake food all the time. And, yeah. um, and, uh, so got the job with um, the Get My Belly People. Did that for a few months. And it was going well. And they definitely wanted to pay me well. And they were like ready to give me like medical insurance and like, you know, start talking like 401k, like all this stuff that it's just like, these are like the very adult things that like yeah. you want you want to have. But like most of the time you have to go to like some big corporate company to get them. I mean, they were and small. It was like five or 10 people, 10 people, probably 10, 15, it was like t- Yeah. Like 10, 12 people, employees. Yeah. It was, it was very small. Um, and, and it was just this weird thing where like in my gut, I just knew I couldn't accept the job because they wanted to pay me like full time. Right. And I was like, I literally moved here like six months ago to pursue photography and I'm not doing photography at all. Like I'm cooking and someone else is doing their video you know, like the video work. And I'm like, this is taking up like 70 hours of my week. And I'm nowhere closer than when I left my internship, you know, like the, I, like, what am I doing? You know? So it was just kind of this like reevaluation of like, why did I move here? What are my goals? Like, what am I doing? And, uh, as enticing as the money was and the medical insurance and the environment of the people, like I, I really enjoyed those people. Like they were great yeah. coworkers. Yeah. I got um, to hang out with them quite a bit. Good friends of mine. Yeah. And I, yeah. I mean like. I loved my if time. If I wasn't them. doing was the so stuff great. I was doing, I would have loved to have worked with them more. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, it, it was hard cause I was like, you know, weighing the pros and cons and just like by all accounts, I should be taking this job in a heartbeat. I should not be hesitating to do this. And yet, if I'm just going to take a job, then I might as well have stayed in Colorado and just gotten a different job. You know, like I shouldn't have just moved myself to Texas yeah, and done an internship and then stayed in Dallas, like, or do the internship and then go back to Colorado. But like, why would I take a job that wasn't in line with photography if I'm, if that is what I said my ultimate goal was, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So reevaluated my goals said no to the job like a week or two later ended up having a conversation with Austin Mann from Weld and ended up getting a job with Weld. So it was like, I finished my internship left for like a month or two. And then this new job opportunity came to where I could come back to Weld basically. Right. Cause I wasn't, I didn't have enough. I, I didn't have a, a good enough income, I guess, or time to be able to commit to being a member at Weld after the internship ended. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I was like, man, I just, I want to get back to Weld somehow. To be and like part of that people, yeah. Yeah, so I ended up going back to Weld and getting an actual job there, right? So I'm like legit getting paid, which is cool. And was helping run kind of the back end of things. So like a lot more of the operations and memberships and that kind of stuff. I also did event planning, uh, which is something... I've always really enjoyed. That was something I had to do a little bit of at my summer camp job. In general, I just really love hosting dinner parties, you know, personally. So, um, so getting to do that at any job was like 
yes, I will take this budget and I will make it stretch and I will have all these cool decorations and we'll do like a really cool party. It'll be awesome, you know? And uh, so ended up at Wild for a little bit less than a year. It's probably like eight or nine months, something like that. Um, and then that ended and gosh, after that, it was just every like six months, I think I'm, I have like another job. So, Were you doing much like photography stuff during this and like freelance yeah, work or what was yeah, that like? So yes and no. Like, um, yes, because there were still things that I was getting jobs to do. Like there were still people who were, you know, kind of like, hey, would you assist me on this thing? Or, you know, hey, I have this family photo shoot. I can't do it. Could You know, would you be interested? That kind of stuff. So I still was getting some jobs here and there from people, but it was like, once a month, once every couple months, you know, it was like very, very sporadic. And so I was like, I got to pay my bills and I got to like live here. And, you know, I'm still kind of figuring out what I'm doing here. And, um, as part of that feeling of crisis where I'm just like, I moved here right before I turned 30 and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And I'm just like, this was a bad choice. You know, like on certain days it was like, this is the best choice. And other days I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, this is so dumb. Um, I ended up like starting to go to counseling because I was just like, I got to get a checkup on myself. Like, I don't know if I'm doing well enough right now, emotionally, <laughs> like mentally, just to like, get some clarity and some clear, you know, to, I just want to feel like I understand what I'm doing in my life. And if I don't, then like where I need to be fixing some things in order to like move forward, you know? Yeah. Um, and plus like making big life changes, like it's, it's hard to process that, you know, if you're not sure how to do it. And there were other, you know, aspects to, moving as well and there's always you know like relationship things that happen and so sometimes that like kind of catapults you yeah, into yeah like it could really moving. throw your mind in another place sometimes too <laughs> you know which it just like mentally can be very taxing which makes it hard yes. to like have space for other things right right so um so ended my job at weld and then just started you know people just started recommending me for jobs um so ended up working with um, let's see. I really picked up a lot of babysitting jobs and nannying jobs. I, I nannied a lot, like the year after I left Weld. Um, I ended up watching my niece for like her first 10 months of life, which, um, you know, was kind of a two part, like I needed some money. My sister needed some help while she was working a job, you know, and just had this new baby. And, and so I was probably nannying like four days a week for people. Four, four or five days a week and then also babysitting like on weekends at night and then I was dog sitting for people and I just was like whatever I can do to make money at this point you know but also not get just a corporate job and just go straight to a nine to five right like right. that was the biggest thing I was like fighting against because it was so enticing right like you start seeing your bank account get low and you're like I don't know that nine to five starting to look real pretty right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, at least it would just like get me back to a place where I feel a little bit more comfortable and, and then I can, you know, pursue photography again, you know? And, um, and, and there's, I, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just more of like kind of what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're willing to, to handle, you know, cause some people just can't handle that kind of stress with finances. 
Um, and so they need to take the nine to five job. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And then there's, I think other people who just fight against it as much as possible. And, you know, whether that's super wise or not, I, I you know, I'm not one to say, but um, I, I've ended up basically just, you know, getting new part-time jobs every six months, basically in Dallas. I've probably had like eight to 10 jobs in the four years that I've lived here. So it's been, it's been interesting. Like that will definitely teach you how to be adaptable and not stress out when life changes again and again and again. Yeah. So, um, you know, cause sometimes I think I was not very good with change at first. Big changes, you know, like moving states, completely changing a job. Like there's always that fear. I think that comes in, especially when, um, you have, you know, like your parents or an older generation that's like, you don't have health insurance. Like you don't have your 401k started. You don't, you know, like all these like right. very adult things right. that can yep. make you feel pretty crappy, you know, pretty like, Oh, I'm not adulting at all. Very well, I guess you're right. You know, I should, I should go get that job that helps me do that. Um, but then there's also like the very millennial, I will say the millennial side of things where it's just like, <laughs> go for your dreams. Like screw anybody who says no, you know, like you we'll, can do it. And we'll figure it out when we get yes, there. Yes, yes, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and it sounds so beautiful. It sounds so romanticized, right? It's like super romantic. And then you like get into the, the trenches of that life and you're like, this is, this is freaking hard. Yeah. You know, yep. like yep. it's hard to pay my bills and it's hard to, get jobs and it's hard for people to know who I am and that I have these skills or that I'm like willing to learn, you know, like I'm willing to, to assist them in order to grow and to learn. And, you know, it's like, you don't know how to price yourself. You don't know how much of your time to give. You don't know. It's, there's just a lot to it, you know, when you're trying to get into it, but, um, it's, it's been hard and awesome and, super exhilarating at times and then super not fun. Um, you know, the hardest part I think for me a lot of times is, um, you know, at first, especially like having the confidence to believe one, that I'm an artist, right. Two, that I'm a photographer, like actually a real photographer versus like, you know, everybody's a photographer these days, you know, just because right, they have an iPhone right, kind of right, thing or, right. you know, because yeah, yeah. they downloaded the app that does all the editing for them, <sighs> whatever, like instantly. Um, and, you know, so confidence and, and believing in myself is, I think, any artist's struggle to some extent, you know. There's a few outliers. There's a few people who are like, no, I'm a badass. And, like, they just go for it and they're like, you know, have no issues with that. I would not say that that's been me at all. Yeah. Um, so it's like every six months when I'm, like, getting a new job, reevaluating my goals, also pepping myself up for like, you can do this, you know, like you are a photographer, you are going to get that. You're going to get there. You just, this is your struggle. Like this is that part where you just have to put your nose to the ground and grind, you know, and just like make it work and figure it out and learn from as many people as you can. Um, and, and just bust your ass the whole time, you know? Um, and so it, it's not that I've been ever, I've never been afraid of working hard. I'm afraid more of working hard in the wrong direction, like spinning my wheels and making extra efforts towards something that ends up being a waste of time. And that's the part that makes me want to go 
and talk to someone and be like, just give me the guidelines, give me the rule book and just tell me where the checklist is. You know, first you go to school. Second, you get that degree. You know, third, you do an internship. Fourth, you, you know, buy the equipment, not on a credit card, like, you know, pay, save up money, pay cash, you know, whatever, all this stuff. And it's like, you, it's hard to find, I think it's hard to find good people who are willing to give you their time and make the effort to, to guide you. I think that's a kind of a lost thing in our generation. Sometimes it's hard to find the people who are like, it's hard on our end to be the people who like want to be taught and who because are it takes to time. Be humble. Like it yeah. takes years. It does. Like, it, oh, you want to learn from somebody? Okay. Give them five years. Right. Like you're with that photographer for five years. Yes. Through if everything. You really want to learn? Ins and outs. Like that, good days. That you will be well seasoned and come out a right. badass. Yes. If exactly. If you just hang out, you'll learn so many tricks of the trade. For sure. And yeah. Yeah. So it's hard, I think, for a lot of people especially our generation too, you know, just being willing to want that, to be humble enough to say, I'm going to not get instant gratification from this and I'm going to have to, you know, just work really hard and know that eventually this, the fruit of this will come later. But like for right now, it's just, you're just sowing seeds, I guess. The tortoise in the hair. The tortoise. Yeah, exactly. It's that slow and steady, man. Freaking tortoise. Yeah. Always want to be the hair, but you're actually a tortoise the whole time. And, uh, and then it's also hard to find people who are willing to give you, like I said, like their time and, and to, cause that, get, that requires something from them too. You know, that requires, um, their skill set, but also their care, you know, like for them wanting to grow and mentor someone else, you know, like wanting to help bring someone up that's, you know, a little farther behind in the process, you know? Yeah. I mean, even this right here that we're doing right now, yeah, it's to like try to help remedy some of that stuff. For sure. But it's still costing us time. That's true. That's true. But we're I, doing it. I, I didn't think I would ever be on a podcast <laughs> for something like this. <laughs> Most of the time when I listen to people on podcasts, they're like very far into their careers or it seems, you know, I guess it seems like they are and that they're very well seasoned people who are just like, I got all this wisdom to, you know, share. And I've, I'm very still very much at the beginning of this. And so there's a lot that I've learned, but you are, would you say, are you, would you consider yourself a full-time photographer at this point or no? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No, I have like four jobs. Okay. What all do you do right now? <laughs> um, I work for Wade Griffith part-time. You've had him on the podcast. Shout out Wade Shout Griffith out Wade Photography. Griffith. What, what? Thanks for the work. He's hired me a couple of times. Yeah. We get to hang out He's and fantastic. shoot the um, shit together. It's actually, when you, when you interviewed Elisa, she was working for him. And then I came in and took her job after she was oh, like, that's, that's right. I'm going to take the, I'm going to, I'm going to do this full time now. So she like took the leap in it full, full time now. So, uh, so I'm working for him a couple days a week. I work at a, Strength and conditioning gym, not a CrossFit gym. <laughs> Oak Fit, what's Oak up? Fit, Oak Cliff, Dallas. Um, and then I also part-time work for other photographers, right? Anyone who is needing someone to assist them. Um, most recently, that has looked like me working for a guy named Clint Brewer. Yeah. Um, in the Dallas area. And he does a lot of event photography. Uh, and that world has like been blown up to me in a new way that I never thought possible. So I started out shooting 
as a second shooter, just assisting on dinner parties. So I would show up at these like really bougie, nice dinner <laughs> parties in Dallas with yeah, all these- like Highland Park or something? Oh my God, yes, yes. These okay. people who, I mean- they didn't care whether I took their photo or not, right? right? Like when you first get into photography, or at least in my experience, when I was like first getting into photography, what draw what drew me into it was like, I'm going to make this amazing art and it's going to just like move people so emotionally and they're just going to like want to put this on their wall in their house, you know, like right when they walk in, they're just going to see it and they're just going to like draw just these really cool emotions and like all this stuff out of them. And I was like... <laughs> I'm taking photos of people who don't care at all about these photos. This is like, they get this done all the time. They're so right? used to it. Yeah. And they're so used to it. Like, I, I mean, literally, like, the second I'm walking around at these dinner parties, the second they catch me out of the corner of their eye, they start perking up and they start smiling a little bit more as they're talking. Oh, and they're just like, wow. oh, yeah, Interesting. This is so you know? Interesting. Yeah. And so, and then even, <laughs> it's like, they're just so hyper aware of where you are in the room, you know, like. It's hard to be inconspicuous when you're a, oh, you've got a huge camera, you know. Yeah, especially flash. if you dress like I do whenever I'm shooting events. Oh, yeah. I just dress normal, <laughs> Casey. Yeah. And if you've ever seen that, that's yeah. apparently I have a style right. of my own, I'm told. <laughs> I don't know. I just do me. Uh, so, <laughs> I, so being at these dinner parties, at first, the first few times, I mean, for like the first year that I was doing this, I was like, what am I doing? This is not epic this is not passion project this is not what I really 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 want to be doing right and then Clint asked me to come to a conference in California and I was like wait what (laughs) you you want to fly me somewhere and you're gonna pay for my hotel and my rental car and like or I didn't get a rental car like Ubers and things like that and um like they're going to take care of all my expenses the whole week. And then you're going to pay me for my time on top of that. Like, hells yeah, I'm going to do this. So I ended up going to San Diego. This is last August, 2018. And I helped shoot this conference for him. And it was massive. It was huge. Um, so he works with a marketing agency that then gets clients that are big, big clients. And so uh, so we like indirectly work for the client, but like it's more through the marketing agency and we shot this like four day conference, right? They flew me out on a Monday, flew me back on a Friday. I'm, we're shooting from like literally 7am until like 11pm. Like it is like, I'm working like summer camp hours again, right? Like just like all day long. Yeah. But I was getting paid more than I'd ever been paid for. Right. At, at any event. And I was like, I got flown to freaking California. Like, this has never happened before, right? And I was part of a team of like seven people. There was like two photographers, including me, and then like three videographers, and then like another editor who just like sat there all day and just like edited everything. Just like, because they were just cranking stuff out like instantly, right? Social media posts, all that stuff. And I felt like I was on a high the whole time. Like it was insane. Like I was like super hyped up by the end of the night when we were done. I was, I was tired. Like I was exhausted. 15 plus hours on our feet. Like Uh that's a long day. Uh But I would, I like couldn't go to sleep because I was just like, this is such a fun day. Like, this is so cool. Did you get to like be experienced a city much? 
Do I get the of what? Like, did you go out in the city experience? experience no, much? I mean, well, so Cause I, it's funny because the reason <laughs> I ask it, it's funny because there's part of me that's like, I've tra- I've traveled a decent amount the last few years for yeah. work, and it's kind of glamorous. But in reality, but it's, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm here, but I don't get to do anything. Yeah, no, and it's like, I can see you out the window. Yes, oh, yes. I just want to be out there, right, but I'm real. here. I'm in San Diego, right? And I'm watching people, you know, run on the pier next to, you know, all these yachts and these boats. And I'm inside of a conference building freezing, right? Because those things are always way too cold. And I'm inside for like 15 hours shooting speakers on a stage and people having breakout sessions and people, um, you know, having special lunches and other meetings and all these things. Right? It's, it's just, just like it's the same thing over and over is, and over and over. Yeah. But it was like my first time to do it. And I was like, this is amazing because I'm in California. And uh, so I'm like dog tired by the end of the day. And I didn't get to do anything fun in San Diego. I didn't experience the city itself during the, that week of shooting. But I was smart because I actually stayed through the weekend by yeah, myself. Yeah, you did. And they flew me back. There you go. On Sunday, right? So they still booked my flight back. You I just, just extended just my stay. Said, hey, can you give me a few extra days, please? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. ask about ask about that stuff because I've had I've done that before too. Yeah. So I think that was for me like this is really really cool because now I can like travel a little bit more, but like for the most part, get the bills paid by someone else. You know, like. Yeah. Hey. Yep. So, I. Uh, what does it hotel cost you? Hundred bucks for oh, another night oh or two? God. Not even Airbnb, <laughs> oh, thirty five, forty bucks. You know, whatever. Yeah. Are you the one that I booked after? I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, whatever so, it is, it's like, and nothing in comparison to like if you were like booking your own flight back. Oh no, like, for it's, sure. It's for sure. Yeah. No, they during the week when I was at the conference, I was staying at like this super nice Hilton hotel in San Diego. Like had a golf course on it. I'm pretty sure Tiger Woods like stayed <laughs> okay, there. Okay. Okay. And. I mean, this is the kind of place where it's like three, four hundred dollars a night. And then I the conference ends. I go and stay at my really crappy, like not a motel, but like something way far down the line from like what I had been staying at. And it was like a hundred to hundred and fifty per night. And it was just and it it was that kind of quality. Like I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I went so far down like <laughs> what the conference can handle and then what I can actually pay for. Like, like well, but I'm in San Diego. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still in San Diego. I'm in San Diego. I'm in San Diego. Yes, yes, yeah. Keep telling yourself, keep telling yourself. It's it's great. It's great. Um so yeah, so I ended up doing that and later came back and was like processing like why why did I love that so much? And I was like, I was part of a team. I was part of a team of people, right? And we've talked about this before and we're very familiar with this, just that usually it feels like the artist's pursuit can be a very lonely island feeling. Oh yeah. Right? Like you're in your place editing by yourself. You get to interact with your clients, but pretty much you're doing that digitally up until you see them at the photo shoot and video shoot or whatever, and then you leave, right? So it's just like you get that hour or half day or full day shoot with them. And then you leave and then you go and edit like double to triple the amount of time by yourself later. And that part I have probably most struggled with, with photography. Like I'm a huge extrovert. I love being around people. Photo shoots for that reason are very fun to me. But then the editing side of it is just like, oh, <laughs> this is rough. 
because uh, it's like I'm editing till two in the morning and I'm like everybody else is asleep and I'm uh, you know and it's just it's part of the grind right it's just like kind of a rite of passage like you just got to go through that time where it's like rough and it's not the funnest but you learn and you grow and you get better and you increase your efficiency on editing hopefully still kind of working through that yeah yeah it takes time (laughs) yeah it takes so much more time than than anyone probably ever wants it to take but um but getting to be part of like these conference shoots like I was like I'm there shooting I'm part of a team of people so I'm constantly like getting to interact you know and and because I was assisting on this shoot I was dumping my footage and giving it to someone else and they were editing the photos for me right like I didn't have to touch so you any just editing. get to do the camera and stuff which is the stuff that you like doing anyway yeah <laughs> like, more or less yeah so I was just like give me the camera let me be around people I'll take their photos candidly all day long like I love this um so that was probably one of the big game changers I feel like for me of like this I feel like I could really enjoy with photography right because in a lot of ways I when I was at Weld and I was exposed to a lot of other photographers I loved what they did, but I just didn't feel like that was necessarily where I wanted to go. Right. I was like, ah, uh, I don't like, I can totally respect the food photography thing. Right. But I, I just don't see myself enjoying that very much. Right. And then there's like architecture and like fashion. <laughs> fashion is like <laughs> such a struggle for me. Same. I, it's, I, I love it, but I'm like, uh, I can respect it and I can definitely appreciate like, seeing some of the people at well that had, you know, were doing like the artist stuff like the, you know, like Jershawn and Tremaine and like, yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know, like, gosh, their art, like their artistry, that was what got me more so than the model itself or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Like that world is just like tough, you know, it's a really tough industry to be in, but man, those guys like were so just beautiful in the way that they could, create and then um and and work things to become what they had visioned and envisioned in their minds right and so sometimes I'd look at that and be like ah god I must not be a really good artist because I can't envision anything right now you know like all I was doing is family portraits and after you know so many poses that you do it's like I got nothing man like I just went through my whole Rolodex of poses to do with your family and I got you know like just let your kids run let your kids do your thing you know go hang out whatever just then I'm not here. Yeah. So that was another part of like me learning my style and, and what I enjoyed was also like, I just really enjoyed candid, like more of the stuff where people are just in their element, doing their thing and don't know that I'm there. I, I want to shoot from across the room because when people start to notice you, they just tense up in a weird way, you know? And then that was also where I was like, I, I don't feel passionate, I guess towards uh fashion stuff either right like makeup artists and hairstylists and then you know costumes and all stuff and then designers and then on top of that then you have to pose that person in such a way that's like interesting and you know conveys a certain emotion or you know message or all these things and um and I just was always like I don't know (laughs) this doesn't seem like a lot of fun to me so when I started taking photos at events at first it felt a little bit like this isn't really that exciting and these people don't care about what I'm doing but then at a conference it was like 
these people are enjoying themselves. Like, this is fun. Everybody's here to have a good time, right? And then it was like, I love parties. I love hosting dinner parties. I love, I loved event planning in the previous jobs that I've had. And so now it's like, I'm getting to be part of the party, but I'm also getting to capture the moment for these people. And then they're going to look back on this and be like, I love that photo. Like, I loved that moment. You know, like, oh, do you remember when we were, you know, listening to Train at the concert on the Midway in San Diego? Like, you know, we went to the whole ship out and it was just crazy. And then they skydived in and like all stuff. And like, this is for real. I'm saying this because it's like legit happened at that <laughs> conference. Like the CEOs like fake skydived in. It was like, wow, it was crazy. They pulled out all the stops. Real extra sounds like. Yeah, it was, it was over the top. But, um, well, yeah. When so in San I, Diego. Yeah. When in San Diego, exactly. When, when in California. But I started to realize that I love capturing more of the happier things in life for people and parties and conferences and things like that are kind of where that's at, you know? Um, I mean, everybody likes to take a good photo of people enjoying themselves and stuff like that, but it felt different than me trying to capture a family laughing and giggling when their kid was actually losing their mind. <laughs> they were like, you know, trying to like Come on, calm smile. them down, you know, and we're just like, camera. come Say on, Timmy, just one more. Look over here. Look over here. You know, just like, come on, smile, smile, smile. You know, yeah. Like, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Um, and so I think there's some of that that I've like in the last year. I mean, this is like really pretty recent, I guess, you know, of just like, I really enjoy this. I love the traveling part of it. I love being in a different place. I love the fact that these people had to make a special effort to be here and they wanted to be here and they're like all in, you know, and, and now I'm getting to capture that, which is really cool. So I most recently have realized and, and started to um, reevaluate my goals with photography and I'm starting to push more into event photography, like corporate event photography more specifically, which is, I guess not really something I would have thought, you know, when I first moved here. Um, I still love outdoors, like being outdoors and, and camping and all that kind of stuff. I think being in Colorado ignited a lot more of that for me. So I, more of my pictures from my time there are outdoor photos and people being in the outdoors. Um, it's a little bit harder to, to capture that in Dallas. But I think for me, what I've started to realize is there's, you know, you come in thinking that you're just going to be working and doing your passion for photography. And then slowly for me, I started to realize that the passion projects and things that you get to see that other photographers do are really kind of on their own time. And, and they're, not always the day-to-day things that they do. Not always. There's a few, you know, exceptions to those people, but those people are like super Instagram famous and the kind of people that like are hard not to want to be like, you know, like the Chris Ricard and, um, you know, Jimmy Chin and all those people. You're just like, man, these guys are at the top of their game. I want to be them. I want well, to be them. They probably did a side thing for a long time. For so long. So that they could just do that right. thing and only take those jobs. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, nope, like, this is what I do. I do this. Yes. Yeah. So it goes back to like not comparing my year two of my pursuit of photography to their year 12. 
you know. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're much farther along in their in their pursuit and they have worked through all of that stuff that I'm like, I'm just now getting into this, you know? So looking at those things, it's still good to like want to do those things. I think, I, I think I can still pursue some of the outdoor stuff that I enjoy on the side, but I'm at a place where I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to monetize that. Like, I don't know how to make money off of landscapes or off of, pictures of people camping or you know just things that I'm like this is this is cool stuff like this is beautiful and like I it ends up in REI you know magazines all the time you know I'm like I could do this I'd really want to do that but at the moment I think I'm working on kind of like personally building that up on the side while doing the corporate events on more of a consistent basis to pay my bills but not just that like I actually still enjoy that it's just two different things you know? right they right feel, right right they do feel sometimes like an opposition like how could you do corporate if you're doing if you want to do outdoors you know but I think uh I think sometimes there's still you have to have a balance I think of like photography that you do to make money and that you have a business with and then photography that you also do like personally for yourself or you know on the side because if you're only shooting what everyone else wants you to shoot, you'll get pretty jaded, you know, you'll get pretty tired and I think you'll kind of give up. So that's why it's important to do the passion projects, but you can't always bank on that being what pays your bills. And then, you know, what always gets you like, I guess, to the, to the peak of the career, I guess. So would you say that you have been a successful, like you have been, that you have been successful so far? In my photography or just Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I That's a good question. I I I guess I guess maybe that's kind of a loaded question. Sorry, I didn't know. It's cool. Of, that was very Um Give me the deep stuff. Give me the deep I, question. I uh I got to a point with myself last year or a couple of years ago, somewhere in the last couple of years, where I started going, Well, what is like I feel like I'm not happy I'm not satisfied but I'm like mm-hmm. well what would it mean what would it look like what am I not getting that I've been hoping for and I look back on where I came from years ago when I first started freelancing and I was like well what was my hope what was my goal that I was setting out after and it was to like make my living doing the stuff that I love doing, which was yeah. like photography and video production. Yeah. And getting to like make music. And that's like my life now. Yeah. And I was just so unhappy. Mm. And then I'm like, dude, you're doing the thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you expecting? And, uh, and I just kind of, re- I just had to ask myself, well, what does it mean to be successful? Mm. Like, and kind of once I started reevaluating the metrics, it just kind of changed the way I looked at things, especially when it comes to my music stuff. Cause yeah. I stopped playing shows for a couple of years off and on. Cause I was bummed cause I didn't feel like a lot of people were coming out or listening to my stuff or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And then I started going, dude, 
when you were younger and started doing this, it was just because you loved doing it. It wasn't because mm. of any of that stuff. Yeah. And so now I'm just like, I just do it because I love doing it. Yeah. Like, I mean, if people do, cool. Yeah. It's but like if, a bonus, but it's yeah, not necessary. But it's not like. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I, I think everybody has to go through that at some point of like, right. You start with like passion, you know, and you're just like all emotion and passion and all the feels, right. When you first get into something. Yeah. 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 Because if you knew how hard it was going to be at the beginning, I, you know, I don't know that people would pursue it as much. I don't know that I would have pursued it. I think there's definitely been some hard, hard times where I'm like, I'm not making rent this month, you know, like that kind of stuff. Where you're just <laughs> yes. like, I don't think this is worth it right now. This is not there okay. There have been a few times where I've floated myself off of credit cards for a couple months, yes. two, three, four months yes. at a time. It sucks. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Like, it's not fun. But at the same time, you come out of that right? It's yeah. like, there's always more money to be made and you will make it. It's just timing, you know, and, and who, you know, right. Recommendations. And I mean, cause Clint, the guy that I do events for, like I was recommended to him by Paul Galanco, right. Paul from Weld. Yep. And, yep. and that took off. Like that was two years ago that he recommended me and I did one job and I did decent enough that he called me back to do more. And then all of a sudden I'm doing, you know, conferences and like I got sent to Mexico this year for a conference and that was Whoa. insane. Like that was just a whole other level That's of cool. like, Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. This is really cool. Like I want to keep doing this, that. you know? That's really cool. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, everybody has to kind of, you know, start with some excitement and then you kind of get into the weeds, right? You, you kind of feel just the reality of the choice you've made and the decision to like pursue a freelance lifestyle and, and it's hard, you know, and, and it's, but it's like, it should be because if it's not, then everybody can do it. Right. And then there's no like reward to that, but it's super character building. And I love, I love knowing like now that I look back, like, I would say yes, to some extent, I, I have been successful, right? Like I have, I, I'm shooting events that I never thought I would shoot. I'm traveling to places I never expected to be. I'm, I know people in the Dallas world, at least, you know, the industry here, um, who are top-notch people, right? Like, and they're good people to know and they're good people to learn from. I understand more of how the business side of photography works. Um, especially from my time with Wade, like that has been exponentially probably more helpful than anything else that I've done in Dallas. I mean, just, I mean, it seems like it's the person that you've been trying to get to let you work for them for forever. Right. 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 Like, like I kind of finally like found, got the opportunity. Yeah. Like I found a mentor in a way that I like, didn't, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it looks different than how I was expecting it to look, but yeah, it's definitely been that way. And and so it's, it's good. Like it's hard and good and character building and all the things that it should be, you know, cause I, I don't think like if someone would have been like, if you could have had instant success, would you, you know, would you do that? Like, would you walk that, that path? And I don't know that I would because people who've had instant success, whether it's Instagram or, you know, like whatever, I don't feel like they've had the time to grow and to learn and to journey through the struggle of like building their career and, and, 
you know, who they are, like when they're first starting, right? Like if they just get instant success, it's like, uh, as beautiful as that sounds and as much money as whatever, you know, I would have made, I, I don't know that I would choose that. Like I think kind of the slow grind is much, is going to be much more satisfying in the end when I yeah, look back. Yeah. It's super hard because I'm still in the midst of it. I'm like, <laughs> I am four years. I mean, I just, just hit my four year mark, right? Like earlier, like two weeks ago was the four year anniversary of when I launched, launched my website. Um, back in September, it was the four year anniversary of when I moved to Dallas. And the crazy thing about that story was this year I went um, to Europe for the first time, like actual Europe, not like, like I went to Iceland two years ago and that's a European country, but it didn't that's quite feel like, of, it's yeah, not, yeah, it didn't it's feel like Europe, you know what I mean? Cause it's, it's Iceland. Yeah. It's like its whole other, it's, it's still in little world, but, um, but I went to Croatia and Italy this year and the week before I went, I was shooting a conference in California again. Right. And I was sitting at a cafe in Italy on the day I was supposed to leave. And I realized it clicked to me. This is my four year anniversary of when I moved to Dallas. And I was sitting in Italy. And the week before I had been shooting a conference in California. And I just was like, this is nuts. This is, I would never would have predicted that. Like I never would have guessed that that's where I would be four years into moving to Dallas when I was like, I don't want to move there. Like I, I want to move there for the opportunities, but I do not want to be in Dallas of all places, you know? And, um, and so it's just like a really cool moment for me of like, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for this journey. I'm very grateful for the good and the hard times. I mean, I don't want to go through the hard times too much, but I definitely like know that they're necessary, you know? And, um, yeah, so it's it's been a good journey for sure so far. And I'm still totally not there, right? Like not even close to where I want to be, right? Like in a year, if I could set a goal in a year, like it would be awesome if I was full-time freelancing on my own photography. And then I'm, I'm happy to still assist for other people. Like I'm still happy to do that as well. Like I don't need to be just cut like completely on my right. own. But you would like um, to be able to have that for you. Yeah. More, have that. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, it would be nice to be in a place where I'm not always having to get part-time jobs, you know, like to pay the bills. And I'm, I'm super, super well, blessed. I'll tell you this. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you better get used to it because that's what freelancing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perpetually <laughs> unemployed. It's the most yes. part-time they come. It's, I got a job. I got I'm a job for job a day and, yeah. and I got a job and it's I'm gone. I'm officially unemployed <laughs> again. <laughs> Yeah. I got a job that's going to be three days this week, this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Those are, yeah. No, but I get you. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But not necessarily being so dependent on them. That Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's kind of, I think, uh, part of the struggle where I'm at right now is, you know, balancing, you know, four jobs, right? Working for Wade, working at this gym, working for Clint, working for myself, right? My own photography, kind of slowly making headway with that. Um, if I could kind of eventually like rein that in a little bit more and, and have a few less of those jobs, <laughs> I think I would, <coughs> I would I mean, have more time to pursue my photography as well. Right. Cause I'm honestly, it sounds like to me, 
you are full-time freelancing. I think it's yeah. just you are more consistent. You have more consistent clients. Yes. So You have repeat, but you are like almost more or less, you are more in a position that a lot of people want to be in where you, maybe you just haven't realized it. Right. Yeah, I think... Because um, you have like your like few here and there, but you also have your like more consistent ones. But it might not be the stuff that you're like, Ooh, like most passionate about or it's yeah. like what you would choose to do. Right. Yeah. And so I mean, you're like, okay, this is cool, but not like ideally though. Yeah. Ideally it's like my own photography is supporting me and yeah. like I can, I have the option of choosing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, choosing jobs, saying yes or no versus like kind of at this point, I'm still pretty much saying yes to a lot of things, you know, that come my way. Um, and not that they're all bad or anything, but, you know, it's just a lot of like, yes, 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 yes. I will take this. I will take that. I will take this, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's been interesting, actually, in the last um, pretty much since September, since I got back from that trip to Italy. And I I feel like I just hit the ground running and I have not been able to stop. <laughs> like, I have not looked up. It feels like for like almost three months. Like it's November and I was like, what happened to September and October? Like they just flew by. Like I just was so, so busy photographing things, which is awesome. Like that's what I want. Right. And then at the same time, that's been really tough to balance with my other jobs. Right. So then it's like photography starting to clash time wise with working with Wade and working my gym job and all this stuff where it's like I'm having to ask off. For a lot of time. So you actually like start, okay, so you're starting so, to get more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so like I, I, in the last couple months, at least in the fall, fall is usually kind of in the last couple of years that I've been living in Dallas and, and you know, freelancing and all that, it's fall is like a crazy time for events and just people just need, they just have conferences and they just need parties. Yeah, all the end and, of the year stuff you and know, holidays. Yeah, and so and, yeah. it's been awesome. And then it's also been tough, you know, where I'm like, I mean, I had four photo shoots in two weeks ago and still had to work all of my jobs. And I, but it was hard because I was like, Hey, Wade, can I take time off here? Hey, sorry. Can I, you know, take more time off here? And then it's like, but I'm going to make up the time somewhere else, you know? Right. So it I'm just like, won't be in the middle of the day. Sleeping like Sleeping four hours a night, like, yeah, you know, yeah, on yeah. average. And it's just like, this is exhausting, you know? So it's a good, I'm hitting a place where it's like a good problem to have because that means I'm progressing. Like my name is getting out there and I'm shooting more. I think the hard part right now is deciding what direction I'm going to go and like really putting my stake in the ground and being like, this is where I'm going. This is my trajectory. This is where I want to be. And, you know, pursuing that. Cause I'm, when I get jobs, I, I tend to just like pour myself into those jobs and for a season I'll get pretty distracted with photography, you know, not doing photography. Unless someone's like, hey, can you shoot something Yeah, because right? you just get so busy with the other stuff. Because I get so busy. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, my social media presence is pretty much non-existent. <laughs> you know, like, it is, I am not a good example of how to be doing that right now, right? But those are things I have been learning how to do better from my time with Wade and seeing other people's stuff. But it's like, yeah, yeah, I know that I need to be doing this, but I'm, I'm not even sure what time of my day I can I can pull from at this point. Like I'm not sleeping enough. It's just <laughs> like it's I'm just editing. further down on the list of priorities. Yeah, like yeah, I'm editing yeah. till two in the morning still. You know, like yeah. and 
like four days a week and I can't like stop to do a social media post right now. Like I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> like I know it's important, but you know, and so it's like kind of deciding like how to balance those things, you know, like when do I take time? When, you know, is it the weekends? Is it like, do I need to go rent out an Airbnb and like go take a trip and like focus and like turn off my cell phone and like all that stuff, you know, like, can I afford to do that? Okay. Well, if I can't afford to do that, then I just got to like get in my apartment and just like hole up and yeah. you know, like yeah. focus in, you know? So it's, it's a, I need to make time for this. I need to be doing this, but then I also need to be working my other jobs and paying my bills and, you know, like I'll do this when I can. And, you know, so it's, uh, I, I've had a lot of conversations actually pretty recently about like where my focus is and like what my goals are. And so it's one of those, like, I'm not, I'm not being forced to choose another job right now. Right. Whereas in the past I've been, you know, like let go and, you know, Oh, Hey, sorry, we don't need you anymore. Or, you know, like the, kind of the eight to 10 jobs I've had, you know, throughout my time here in Dallas, but I'm not being asked to leave any jobs, but I am having to evaluate whether I actually can handle the pace that I've been going at for the last year, year and a half. And if I can't, then what I need to be giving up in order to move closer to pursuing my photography on a more full-time basis. And I have no answers right now. Like I, you know, <laughs> I, I think there's a part of me that kind of knows what I need to do and the answers of what I need to be, you know, deciding on. Um, but it, it will require probably inconveniencing some people, right? Like, and, and people that I'm like, they need somebody and I don't want to, I don't want to just like leave them high and dry. Right. Like I'm not going to just up and quit my jobs immediately. Um, because I also know that come January, February, like things go dead. Like there is not much happening as far as photo jobs go, you know, like people had their Christmas parties. They spent all their, the last of their budget money. And, you know, at the end of the year, like, and they're like, that's like the busier time of year for me usually. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. I January, feel like January, February, March. I'm always like, let's go. Oh, really? Let's go, baby. Like, Fresh budgets. <laughs> something, I guess. That's I don't completely know. opposite of my experience. I don't know. But who knows? I mean, I just kind of, you know, really decided to try to pursue the corporate event world. So maybe oh, that makes sense. Maybe they'll yeah, uh, sense. have more budgets for find me. Find a little difference. Yeah. Well, it's cool to hear. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot Sorry, of I just. Stuff. No, so this has been great. like a therapy session. Yeah. It's been very, very therapeutic. <laughs> freelance Friday. <laughs> a therapy session for freelancers. Yeah, seriously. How do you feel about this? Uh, <laughs> tell me how you feel. <laughs> well. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Where can people find yes. your social media stuff you do every once in a while? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> or wherever <laughs> your, your stuff. Um, so I have a personal Instagram. It's at Kristen Colley. Do I need to spell this? K R I do need to spell this. People are terrible spell at spelling out. my name. K R I S T E N and Collie. C O L L I E. Collie like the dog. Um, I just started an Instagram for my photography business called Kristen at Kristen Collie Photography. So cool, cool, cool. I have made no posts. Um, wow. 
And you can make we'll, the first one. It's okay. Sometime. It's been like two months since I started. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll get it figured out. I get out. it. I get it. Um, I let's see. I should. I, uh, I do have a Facebook page, like a business page. Also terribly <laughs> put together. But you can find me at Chris, at Chris and Collie Photography on Facebook. Cool. We'll and put links to everything in the show notes. Yes. You have a website too, yeah? I do. Yes. KristenColley.com. Cool. Okay. Yes. And I even just recently got a, an email that's like a legit business email. Kristen at KristenColley.com. Yes. Instead of a Kristen.Colley at Gmail, you know, like a Gmail yeah, account yeah, yeah, type yeah. of thing that everybody does for that's a long good. time. It's very like kind of legitimizing move. Yes. These are baby steps, man. These are the yeah, baby no, steps I I'm get taking. It. I get it. There was a point where a friend of mine was like, hey, man, like, you ought to do this thing. And right. I was like, oh, shit, you're yeah. probably right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If, if I had to make a checklist for someone trying to create a photography business, I would absolutely tell them. Oh, yeah. Make a legit email and get a legit website that yep. has yeah. not anything but your name <laughs> as the at it's a, it's, something. It's your digital storefront. Yeah. It's your business. Yeah. It definitely legitimizes you more, I believe, like, also from a business standpoint. Like like oh, your yeah. clients. Like hiatvacacy.com. Yeah. Compared to caseyreed.com at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Or whatever yeah, it is. Gmail. Like yeah. you tell me which one is. Because more we all know those like, are free. We all know those are cheap. We all know those yeah, are just oh, I mean, yeah, low barrier of entry on that stuff. Yeah, you know? Yeah, you gotta yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. up the game. So Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. This thanks, has been man. fun. I, I hope you got some some good. Yeah, you know, maybe we'll circle back in a couple of years or something. Right? It would be, be interesting. Like, hey, what's happened? Yes. Now? <laughs> so Where tell us we? what decision did you make in the yeah. end, and how did you yeah. how did that pan out for you? Yeah. Well, yeah, time thanks will tell. so much, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, if you get any great stuff out of this, you please let me know. And you can do that. You can message me on Instagram. You can email me. You can leave a rating and a review wherever you found this. You know, really, this is just about to try to help freelancers learn and to kind of answer the questions that we all have or had starting out. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next time. Freelance Freddy is a VKC production. VKC is a freelance content creator based in the United States and available worldwide. VKC, big production value, freelance agility and scale.